The federal budget has just been announced and it's got some people scratching their heads around how it affects them and how does it affect the housing market. With housing affordability being a major concern in this election, it has definitely been a focus for the federal government to go and focus their budget to help alleviate the skyrocketing house prices and housing affordability. But have they missed the mark? In this video, I'm going to break down exactly what the budget means in a summarized version for the housing market. If you're a homeowner or you're looking to buy, this is the video you want to watch. If you're interested, keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. This week, we just saw the federal government come out with their budget and there's a few things that have, you know, caused some people to scratch their heads. Like, how is this actually addressing housing affordability? Well, what I want to do is break down what this budget actually means for the housing market, what they've announced. How is that going to affect the housing market moving forward if you're a homeowner or you're looking to buy? Now, if you are new here, definitely smash that subscribe button because I'm bringing you out two to three videos every single week. And when I'm not here, I'm definitely on Twitter or Patreon. So both the links will be in the description below and you can definitely check it out there. So there's no secret. The government has always been trying to address housing affordability because let's be real, most people in Australia are suffering from the fact that housing affordability is a concern. And what does the government need in the year of the election? Well, they need votes. So they are going to then come out with a budget that's really going to address the mass majority of people to try and say, hey, we are helping you guys. This is what we're doing. And then in turn, you can vote for us and we stay in power. So let's find out how they've actually gone about doing this. So there's a couple of things that have included in this budget for housing affordability, and they are the new home guarantee, the family home guarantee, the first home guarantee, and a regional home guarantee. So the first home guarantee is actually expanding from the initial 10,000 applicants you could have to up to 35,000 applicants beginning from the 1st of July in 2022. The family home guarantee, which was previously allocated for 10,000 places, will now increase and now will offer an additional 5,000 guarantees every year starting from July 1st, 2022, and will run all the way through to 30th of June, 2025. So about four years. Now, people think I'm a regional fanboy. I'm really not. It's just where the numbers make sense. And this is what definitely caught my eye. So the regional home guarantee will now offer 10,000 places each year from the 1st of October, 2022 to 30th of June, 2025. So about four years there as well to home buyers, including non first home buyers and permanent residents seeking to purchase or construct a new home in regional areas. Now these are the changes, right? What do these actually mean? This means that more people will have to put a lower deposit amount to actually go and purchase a property. This is very important because with the concern of housing affordability, you've got people having to save more and more and more for their deposits, but the prices keep moving up. So they feel like they're always left out of this market. Whereas now the government's coming in, introducing more applications, more places for people to go and apply. And that means that they can go in with a smaller deposit of 2% to 5% and the government could make up the shortfall in the actual deposit amount. This means lower deposit amounts getting you into the property market, into the property game. In addition to that, with regional markets taking off over the last 12 to 24 months, it means that a lot of people in these regional areas have been outpriced. Now, that has then had a flow on effect to rental markets. So we've seen a huge demand in rentals, especially across regional markets. It's caused vacancy rates to fall through the floor. And that in turn has led to an increase in rental demand. And as we know, as demand goes higher and supply goes lower, we do see rental 
rental prices go up as well. So this all looks pretty good, right? Uh, you know, housing market is going through the roof, but then let's put some more ammunition in and drive the prices even higher by having people go in with a lower deposit amount. Now, yes, flip side, people can buy a house, right? And that's a great thing because some people really want the peace of mind by buying a house, having a place to stay and not be renting. But let's look at the flip side because there's always two sides to this argument. This budget ha really hasn't done anything for existing homeowners. So people that already own property, they didn't really get any relief. We know that the rental markets are so tight that the rental market's increasing as well, becoming super competitive. So instead of sort of supporting those guys, they've gone in and said, hey, the next best solution is how do we pump more money into the property market, help more people get into debt and actually buy a property with lower deposit amounts. Now I've got a personal thought about this and I'll explain that in a bit. But the idea here is that the existing homeowners don't really get a benefit out of this budget. Now we know interest rates are moving higher. They've already been moving for the last six months and they're probably gonna move a lot higher in 2022. So that means on one front, you've got existing homeowners with debt increasing their actual repayments. You've then got new homeowners coming in with a lower deposit amount as part of this affordability plan with the budget. That means lower deposit amounts, meaning higher levels of debt, which is obviously gonna be costing a lot more given that interest rates are moving higher. We don't see a problem here. Okay, let me explain. If inflation increases, we've got fuel prices really high and the cost of goods and services are also increasing. At the same time, you've got interest rates going higher and you've got people taking on debt, which are riskier loans really, because you're putting less of a deposit amount, which means your debt levels are higher and you've got high exposure to these markets. So is this really a good thing for you? Well, the thing is, when you've got lower deposit home loans, that is higher risk for the bank as well as for yourself. Because if the market moves by even two to 5%, you're now in negative equity territory. Let me explain. If you go and buy a property for say $500,000 and you put a 5% deposit in, that is a $25,000 deposit. Now, if the property, for whatever reason, the market sort of turns a little bit here and it drops by 10%, which you know what, could be a healthy correction. But if we see it drop by 10%, your property now is valued for 450,000. Guess what? your debt on that property is actually 475,000 because you only put a 5% deposit in. So this is the negative equity territory that we've been trying to avoid for a long time. The reason being is if we have interest rates go up, your repayments go up a lot more, you may be in a position where you might lose your job or you've now can't afford to pay the repayments. You go, well, I can offload the property. If you offload the property, if your debt is at 475 and you can only sell it for 450, now you're underwater. And this could then cascade into a housing market collapse. In addition to this, what I'm seeing in this budget is that it's really helping the people to go in, encourage them to buy homes. That's not really encouraging people to look for financial freedom through rent vesting, right? And as you guys know, if you've been following the channel, I love rent vesting, it's exactly what I do. It allows me to live in an area, enjoy the benefits of the lifestyle, but not have to take on a mortgage that's twice or three times more than what I can afford. Instead, I pay rent and that allows me to continue going out and buying property in my investment portfolio. Now, whether that's property, whether that's crypto, whether that's ETFs, I can go out and do that with the surplus funds. We've already got inflation increasing and rising across the board. As part of this budget, the government's putting in more money into the system and also into the property market. Now, I'm a buyer's agent, right? So this should be the best thing ever. But I've also been the one that said in 2020, we should have let the market collapse. We should have gone, hey, this is the reset. We now need to let the market decide naturally what happens next. We couldn't just go in and say, hey, you know what, if you got a loan, just pause the repayments. If you've got no job, we'll pay you an income. I didn't think that was the right approach. I can understand why they did it, but I didn't agree with that. Now, it's not a very popular topic to be talking about. Hey, say the property market does collapse and it's a great thing. I've got properties myself. I've got a large amount of debt. So it wouldn't have really been beneficial 
for me. But instead, the opposite happened. We pumped more money into the property market and it took off. Now we're seeing the exact same thing. It almost feels like they're kicking the can down the road and say, hey, you know what? We just need to get elected. And in about three to four years, nobody's gonna remember the problems and we just sort of deal with it at that point. That's the same reason we are in such high levels of deficit in this economy right now. Now I understand why they've done it. I understand why they're doing this now, but the real concern that rises for me is that I don't wanna see more people take on debt that they can't afford for a property they really can't afford. When you've got interest rates going up, inflation's going up, and you're taking out a deposit of only two to 5% with the government guaranteeing the rest. Doesn't sort of sit right with me. I'd love to know what your thoughts are, but it really does mean that the property market's gonna go higher for a lot longer than we both think. This in turn causes the wealth effect and that allows people to feel like they're rich. They don't mind the inflating costs of everything around them because they can afford it as their properties keep going up. If you are interested in more videos like this, definitely smash that subscribe button and drop a like for the video. If you've got someone that didn't really know what happened with the budget or they should be aware, then definitely share this video out so we can have more people to really know about what's going on in Australia. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.